Letter fifteen of Orpheus C. Kerr Papers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Orpheus C. Kerr Papers by Robert Henry Newell. Letter fifteen. Wherein will be found the particulars of a visit to a suspected newspaper office, and so on. Washington, D.C., October second, eighteen sixty one. This is a time, my boy, when it is the duty of every American citizen to make himself into a committee of safety for the good of the Republic and make traitors smell the particular thunder of national vengeance. The eagle, my boy, has spread his sanguinary wings for a descent upon the bantams of secession, and if we permit his sublime pinions to be burdened with the shackles of domestic sedition, we are guilty of that which we do, and are otherwise liable to the charge of committing that which we perform. These thoughts came to me yesterday, after I had taken the oath six times, and so overpowered me that I again took the oath with a straw in it. Just then it struck me that the Daily Union, published near Alexandria, ought to be suppressed for its treason, and I immediately started for the office with an intention to offer personal violence to the editor. I found him examining a cigar through the bottom of a tumbler, whilst on the desk beside him lay the first proof of the editor's wooing. We love thee, Anne Maria Smith, and in thy condescension we see a future full of joys too numerous to mention. There's Cupid's arrow in thy glance that by love's coercion has reached our melting heart of hearts and asked for one insertion. With joy we feel the blissful smart, and ere our passion ranges, we freely place thy love upon the list of our exchanges. There's music in thy lowest tone, and silver in thy laughter, and truth but we will give the full particulars hereafter. Oh, could we tell thee of our plans, all obstacles to scatter, but we are full just now, and have a press of other matter. Then let us marry, Queen of Smiths, without more hesitation. The very thought doth give our blood a larger circulation. When the editor noticed my presence, he scowled so that his spectacles dropped off. Ha, my fine little fellow, says he hastily, I don't want to buy any poetry to-day. "'Don't fret yourself, my venerable cherub,' says I. "'I don't deal in poetry at present. "'I just came here to tell you that if you don't stop writing treason, "'I'll suppress you in the name of the United States.' "'You're a mudsill mob,' says he, "'and I don't allow no violent mobs around this office. "'I am an American citizen, and I won't stand no mobs. "'What does the Constitution say about newspapers?' Why, the Constitution don't say anything about them, so you've got no constitutional authority for mobbing me. Then take the oath, says I. He looked at me for a moment, and then passed me a small black bottle. I held it up over my eyes for some time to see if it was perfectly straight, and he remarked that if all Northerners took the oath as freely as I did, they must be a waterproof conglomeration of patriots. I believe him, my boy. 
The Mackerel Brigade has established a cookery department for itself and is using a stove recently patented by the Colonel of Regiment 5. This stove is a miraculous invention and has already made fortunes for six cooks and a scullion. You put a shilling's worth of wood into it, which first cooks your meat and then turns into two shillings worth of charcoal, so you make a shilling every time you kindle a fire. Yesterday a gentleman brought up to the oyster trade and who has made several voyages on the Brooklyn ferry boats exhibited the model of a new gunboat to the Secretary of the Navy. He said its great advantage was that it could easily be taken to pieces, and the Secretary was just going to order seventy-five for use in Central Park when it leaked out that when once the gunboat was taken to pieces there was no way of putting it together again. Only for this, my boy, we might have a gunboat in every cistern. Yours, nautically, Orpheus C. Kerr. End of letter 15